When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. What's going on? Where are you? I can't see you. I'm kidding. I can see you perfectly fine. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you can see me kind of out of the corner here. Uh, yes, I am. I am reaching you from uh, the, the far reaches of Ohio, uh, you know, which in a way feels like a whole other country, like coming here. But it's all right. It's all right. It's been good times, uh, you know, so far. Well, that's good. How long? How long? How much longer <laughs> like do you have in your more. sentence? You're staring because you're like uh, just a few more days. Uh, so I'm glad that we're here today uh, recording. Um, I'm super excited because we're going to be joined today by my youngest brother, my little brother, my baby brother, Mr. Cody uh, Harris, in the room. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Is this strange? Is this good for you, Cody? Is this strange? Is it? It's a little strange. Yeah. I know. I, I like, mean, um, you know, it's well, it's your brother too. I mean, he's as strange as it gets. So you know, we just can't have just can't have a regular family visit. You got to record and you know watch zombie movies. But I mean, you know, you I'm sure you like that. So he he cooks pretty good too. So. Yeah, it's oh. been fun. We we actually have been having a good time. Yeah, you. I do miss his cooking because <laughs> if he's over there, he's not cooking for me. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to like take notes on his recipes. Yeah, there we go. They're gonna get well. It good together, luck. He you know. he runs We're around that kitchen. Iron yeah, <laughs> he runs around a kitchen like he knows. You know, he he knows exactly where everything is, and it's hard to keep up with him. When I, I've tried to take notes a couple times, so no, it's true. You, yeah, you're one of the few people that have like witnessed us in our own kitchen, like running around and working on stuff. So, what have you been watching, Joe? Without me, have you been uh, back to Gilmore Girls or something? You know, since you, you're like, haha, Josh was in Ohio. I don't have to watch any horror. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, I have been watching the Gilmore Girls. Uh, it's getting it's season seven, <laughs> so it's kind of sad. Uh, but I did take a pause from my rewatch of the Gilmore Girls to watch to binge watch all of the White Lotus on HBO Max. Uh, oh, I want to watch that. Yeah, it's a new show. If you do, when you do watch it, we should I should come over and make you some like island food, so that way you can have like the full experience. So let me know when you do watch it because I would love to do that for you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I only watched, I watched like the beginning of it because there was like a whole thing about Steve Zahn, like, you know, showing in a, like a full frontal nudity yeah. segment, although it's, you know, it's not him for real. Um, and then the, like the rimming scene. So I was like, wait, they got two straight actors to do a rimming scene. Let's go check the, what did they do? Which. No, they're not straight. They're oh, both they're gay. not? Oh, they yeah. are? Oh, okay. Yeah. It didn't look uh, like it didn't seem realistic to me. So I was no. like, no, that's not how you do that. That's like putting your nose in a butt. That's not putting your right. tongue in an that's ass. Not the like, same. Yeah, yeah. It's no. um uh, This is so, deli- this is exactly the conversation Cody showed up. I mean he he listens to the show, he knows what's going on. Um <laughs> so the yeah, Murray Bartlett is um, an Australian actor who's gay. Um he's like a gay Hugh Jackman, so I'm sure, you know 
fun so for just you. Jackman. Just Hugh Jackman. Um, <laughs> in my fantasies. In my but um, his, uh, the other guy, the young guy, Lucas Gage, is, um, uh, spoiler alert, is the, our twink killer from New Year, uh, from mid, uh, New Year's Kiss. Oh, that's right. Oh, gosh, I'd forgotten. I totally forgot that they were queer. Midnight Kiss. Midnight Kiss. Midnight Kiss. Yeah. When I saw the when I saw the scene, I was just like, yeah, that seems like it just seemed weird. But anyway, so you enjoyed the White Lotus. I did. I enjoyed White Lotus a lot. Um, I know it's very controversial um, Mm -hmm. because of who Mike White is and the kind of things that he's writing about. I think just as a piece of art, like it's just hilarious, insane. It's doing that thing that a lot of people are doing right now, which is, you know, commenting on, on stuff. Um, my hope for a second season, cause the second season of white Lotus is going to be um, a whole completely different cast. Oh, so it's like an anthology with just, I think the, it's going to uh, be like an anthology. Yeah. So, but the people who work at the hotel or spa or whatever it is, they'll be the same or they'll, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I really hope they do bring back uh, Belinda, who is played by Natasha. Oh my God, forget her name. I'm I'm gonna cut this. Oh, I'm gonna cut this out. <laughs> I think it's Natasha. I want to say Rothschild, Rochester, yeah. something like that. Um, I'm gonna cut this out because I don't want to go on record not knowing her. I love her, um, but. Um, I want them to do more about the staff and more about the native Hawaiian folks right? because they do touch on it a little bit in the later episodes, but it's not something that's entirely like they go deep in. And I really want um, Mike White to like hand over the reins a little bit more to um, some folks on Hawaii. So cool. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. I, I, uh, I like a lot of the cast because like Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Um, is Molly Shannon in it? Molly Shannon's in yeah. it. Yeah, she has a lovely guest role. Yeah, yeah, I really like the lineup, so I, I'm excited about it. So yeah, she's so good in it too. Like she's so good, uh, Molly Shannon. She comes in there and she's just like this. She's this whirlwind. Um, uh, Alexandra Daddario is in it. Yeah, uh, from uh, we we summon the darkness. Mm-hmm. And she's also very good as well. Natasha Rothwell. Thank you. I'm sorry. I had to look this up. Natasha Rothwell, not Rothschild. I always think it's Rothschild. Uh, Like she has money. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Natasha Rothwell, if you're listening to this, I apologize. Love you very much. She definitely is listening. She's going to send you a hate. uh, hate Yeah, she's going to tweet. uh, Tweet my name right. Yeah. But so keep keep my name out your mouth if you can't get it right. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's the, basically the only thing I've been doing is uh, watching that. Oh, I did watch <laughs> I did watch the new Fast and Furious movie with my oh. parents, um, which was really fun. It was that's the ninth film in the the ninth film. Wow. Um, with... Oh wait, Cody's a big fan of those. After the third one, I'm not. Oh, okay. They just, well, they they just decline. And so funny you should mention that Cody because they do connect so that they bring back some characters from the not the third one from Tokyo Drift into uh, this movie. So it it just means that when they go to the tenth one, it's like an Avengers Endgame style, like all these different people coming in. Um, I loved it because it was definitely that trope of we run out of ideas, so we're going to space. Uh, (laughs) that's what what have we said like a million times on this show with horror like if we can't think of anything else let's put them in space and that's exactly what they did and And then we'll remake the film (laughs) there was a there was a scene where like something's going on on earth and like things calm down and then we cut to the guys that are in like in the car in space and my dad was like meanwhile back in space and i'm like yep that's exactly what's happening here So it was fun. I'm definitely going to watch. I mean, I watch all of these things. It's just fun diversion. It's a summer movie. The summer's winding down. Like, you know, you got to get your uh, fast cars and magnets and Charlize Theron as a, as the best like villain with this really unfortunate Bob haircut. Uh, It's like a bowl and a Bob. (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not, I'll send you the picture and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. 
Is it like Tilda Swinton in Snowpiercer? That uh, that hair is so strange. No, it's like. Oh my god, I don't even know who to compare it to. Um, I'll have to, I just have to. I'll send it to you. Nice. Yeah. Well, we've just been. Um, well, I got in on Friday the 13th, so that was perfection. So we watched Friday the 13th. Well, most of it. We were talking and, like, you know, catching up, but I had to watch it, the original, before I went to bed. And then, uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, I rewatched all of American Horror Story Freak Show uh, for no good reason. Uh, on the plane um, or? No, just here at the house hanging out, you know, uh, while they all, like, work and, you know, do their actual lives. Uh, Cause I keep forgetting, like I'm here to like visit and see people, but it's like, I'm also got a break, you know, it's my summer, like it's the last, like yeah. the break I have until, you know, December from class. So I'm like, okay, I do need a couple days of like actually laying around doing nothing, you know, because as soon yeah. as I get back to San Diego, I have to like start class the next day. So you know, it's like, I, it, so I just wanted to laze around. I did check out the new Netflix series, um, brand new cherry flavor. Oh yeah. Oh man. It was weird. And I just, I was delighted in it. It was really interesting. I can't wait to rewatch it now that I know what's happening. Seeing, you know, I've, I've watched the whole thing. I, I do want to rewatch it. Brand new cherry okay. flavor. So it's got Catherine Keener in it, which love her. It's a series. Yeah, it's eight episodes. It's based on a book. So it's a mini series. I don't know if they'll get a season two. They left it open enough so they can have a season two. But I also feel that it's a satisfying enough ending that if they don't, it's fine. Okay. You know, like if they don't want to continue it, it's it'll be it'll be perfectly okay. But uh, Rosa Salazar is in it, uh, playing Lisa Nova, who she was in. Um, shoot, what was that movie? Uh, gosh, where she had the big Alita Battle Angel. That's kind of what people know her from. But she was, was really she, great in Was she Alita? Yeah, she played Alita. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you'll recognize her, you know, if you watch it. But Catherine Keener, obviously, who, you know, famous for lots of things, but we most recently loved her in Get Out, you know. Um, Eric Lang playing Lou Burke. Jeff Ward as Roy Hathaway. So, yeah, it was a, um, you know, pretty good weird little show. I mean, I just, I devoured it. I couldn't stop watching it. Uh, I watched like three or four episodes yesterday and then I finished it up today. It was, uh, it was delightful. So I recommend it really weird. Uh, you know, the main character, uh, Lisa, she, uh, uh, vomits up kittens. So, you know, if you, if I didn't already sell you on it now, you're definitely going to be like, wait, what? I have to see this. I mean, I, I saw the description of it and it did mention like, it's weird and edgy. And I was like, oh, Joshua's going to be all over this. So I'll be hearing it. <laughs> I'll be hearing that on an episode of Fright School very soon. And the prophecy is fulfilled. So Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, Cody doesn't have any pets. So I've been desperately missing my cats. Well, I mean, I guess if you don't ca- count the little childrens, he has. Right I was going to say he has children. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're kind of like pets at these ages, you know, one's only three months and then um, my other nephew is uh, two and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh, he smacked me in the face with a sword. So uh, Good. I feel like <laughs> I'm going to Venmo him five dollars. <laughs> yeah, so he he was delightful. Um, you know, Cody, have you been watching anything that makes you feel good? Well, as you found well, out, Snowden. I was gonna say, as you found out today, uh, it takes me about three or four days to finish a two-hour movie. So I usually I wake up in the morning and I watch like twenty to thirty minutes of a, a movie or a show while I drink my coffee, and then I get up, get ready, and I'm out the door. So it, it usually it takes me a little while to watch shows. So most of the time when I'm watching TV, it's just background noise. So unless like it's something where you set aside, all right, well we're gonna watch this movie. So. Lately, it's been just background noise for me. Yeah, that's true. We did get to sit down to watch today, you know, the movie we're going to discuss today, um, 28 weeks later. But, like, I was like, oh, we, sh-, you know, I wanted to show him Death Proof because he'd never seen Death Proof. I showed you Death Proof, right? I can't remember. No, you haven't. Okay, well, we, we got to watch it sometime, but it's like we had to watch it in pieces. So we watched, like, the first half, and then we finished it. I've seen, <laughs> um, I've seen Planet Terror... Yeah. But I have not seen Death, Death Proof. 
sorry, the uh, speakers talking to us. Uh, yeah, we'll have to watch Death Proof sometime. I actually think it'd be fun to analyze on the show in the future. But uh, yeah, it'd be fun. So I like it. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's twisted. Yeah, like, yeah, very twisty. I, I enjoy it. Um, and Cody's a bit of a gun nut, so you know he's all he's all for uh, women with their firearms. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do to protect yourself. Um, but yeah, no, overall it's been really fun. You know, uh, it would have been, uh, this weekend, this past weekend would have been my mom's, uh, 52nd birthday. So it was really nice to be with my brothers and we had like a family thing on Saturday and it was really nice to see people and, you know, it's been, uh, it's been good times. (laughs) It's been good times being immersed in their heteronormative lives. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're like, you're like a gay gothy mary poppins just coming in i know right (laughs) you reach into your you know your coffin shaped carpet bag and pull out a skull and you know pretty much a skeleton um your (laughs) just just to like show up at the airport with all of your like you know coffin shaped luggage and various uh black um black clothing um, <laughs> i didn't bring the coffins this time because they're too small so because i was coming for 10 days so of course i needed a month's worth of clothing so uh, <laughs> i had to bring the big, i had to bring my big clothes so. cody have you ever heard, i don't know you've probably listened to it on the show but uh i did i i unfortunately left out well the first time joshua and i ever traveled on a plane together i somehow left out to him that two bags are fly free on southwest and he was like if I had known two bags would fly free at Southwest, I would have brought, we were like, you know, a month's worth of clothes for four days. Uh, give you options. I like towels choices. alone. I like choices. I do like choices. No, I don't bring my own towels, but I do insist on more towels. He always makes fun of me because we get to a room and it's like, they give you one towel, you know, or two towels. And it's like, I'm going to be here for a few days. Like, I need a, ta- a, a, a towel for my hair, a towel for my shoulders, and a towel for my body. So bring all the towels. You have a shoulder towel? I have to, yeah. I like to wrap up. I like the mama towel. <laughs> get, get, get nice and dry. But definitely for my hair. That's the one thing. And that's why I always say, you know, I'm just always like, we got a lot of hair up in here. Okay? So we need, we need an extra towel or five. That guy has a special hair towel. Like, it's, it's like a... Dome, I don't know. Yeah, like a term. I have one of those too, which I will use at home, but I don't travel. Oh my God. No. Well, because the one you sent me is pink, and so I can't really, like, it doesn't go with anything. So I can't wear that outside (laughs) of the house. If I got, if I had a black one, I would travel with it because it is very nice. It's made of this really nice uh, microfiber that's like super absorbent. It's great. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like two people bigger than you, and I use one towel the entire yeah. time. Well, but. that's what your hair looks like, though, that we can <laughs> see right now. Mine's up, but if you had seen it down earlier, you know, it's very beautiful, as my friend commented. It's luxurious. It's, lu- um, it's luxurious. Oh, I, I forgot to mention. So we're talking about Friday the 13th. Um, I made, <laughs> I did my own little fright school and I made our friend, dear friend Crystal from your book club, watch a scary movie on Friday the 13th. I made her watch Freaky for the first time. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll have to have her on to like talk because I had, yeah, that was one of the last things I did before I left uh, for Ohio. We had the um, final girl support group meeting and uh you dinner and it was super fun to talk to her and like you know i gave like a full like fright school crash course and like the history of the slasher film and i just let them ask lots of questions and we just we had a really good conversation it was super fun so that's exciting how did she enjoy freaky um she <laughs> it's that's funny safe. i mean it's funny it's not you it's know. funny it, i mean like it would be a different story if we were like forcing her to watch like midsummer hereditary but like it was yeah, freaky, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I said, like, I initially was going to show, I, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to show you, but it's probably going to be something gay. It's probably going to be something uh, really fun. And her only things were like, I, it can't be too bloody, can't be too many jump scares, and can't have needles. I was like, well, freaky doesn't have any needles, but no. it's got a lot of blood and some jump scares, but not really. So, stuff yeah. you can see coming. And... And I told her, I said, and, and she said, like, I'm going to text you and call you in the middle of the night if I wake up and I have a nightmare. And I'm like, there oh, you go. Cool. 
And she only had two small ones, so she didn't even text me for that. But it was a lot of fun. I think I think we were just I think she was more shocked than anything that like Vince Vaughn agreed to do that movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, with his kind of uh, odd politics, I was surprised, but I, I think it was really fun. So we'll see. Um, you know, as we've discussed on the show, we're going to have a very intimate experience with Freaky uh, at the mm-hmm. Renegade Film Festival. So let's hope it all works out because yeah. I did really enjoy the film and I've got lots to, to talk about. So real quick in the uh, you know last few minutes here of the beginning of the uh, thing. So, yes, we brought my little brother here on uh, Mr. Cody, Mr. Cody Harris. Uh, who he loves a zombie film. And so he chose, uh, you know, we, he'd thrown out a couple different ideas and I, I thought 28 weeks later would be, you know, the, you know, the best one to talk about given the uh, circumstances of the world, but we'll get into that in the next half of the show. Uh, but, uh, I thought maybe we would just have like a little chat about zombie movies in general, because, you know, Cody, you've said that like, you know, we, Growing up, mom liked horror movies, showed us a lot of horror films, uh, but you were always sort of drawn to zombie movies. That's like your kind of favorite genre. What is it about What is it about uh, zombie movies that you like, and what are some of your favorites? I don't really know, like, specifically. I don't know. I've always been uh, drawn into zombies. When I was, like, 12, 13 years old, there was a group of my friends who we would just, out of nowhere, somebody would pretend to turn into a zombie, and start chasing the group, and then we scatter. And <laughs> I don't, it just—it's been a really long thing, and I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of like a—it's always been like something for me. Like, like, whoa! It's kind of fun to like prepare for it. Like, you know, like, well, because if you're preparing for that, then you can prepare for like a even just a, a power outage or something. It's like, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, but a little like the survivalist nature of the it. Survival, like, and how. Like people, like in, in like in normal everyday things, like a power outage or a storm or something like that, people just turn on you so fast. So it's it's like I don't know. It's kind of like a little dive into possible possible reality, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, the my sort of like the thought experiment of what happens if society collapses, especially as like somebody who has a wife and kids, and you know you have people to protect. You know, sort of like what how you might act in that situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the train to Busan we talked about, like, right. Like people just are horrible. <laughs> like, I don't know. People just turn on each other so fast, but you know, yeah. I'm actually going to have to watch train to Busan because, um, you, you had mentioned, and I hadn't thought about it in a while, but I know that cause there's also a father in that one, right? The main guy is a dad too. Yeah. He's got um, a dog with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and Cody, I think that's why I also really like zombie movies as well, because it's not necessarily about it's not about the zombies themselves. It's about like what how our response is, right? Like, you know, what is it uh, from The Walking Dead? The famous line is that we are the dead. Like we are the ones who are the wa- we are the Walking Dead. It's not um, the zombies themselves. And so, right, not I, the walkers, mm-hmm. not the walkers, not the biters, or whatever they call them. So I, I really, I. I relate to that a lot. Um, and I also relate to kind of like the survival element of it too, because, you know, I, I'm fully aware that like the moment a zombie apocalypse happens, I'm going to be dead. Like the first rule of zombie land is cardio. And I, I, I'm just going to die. Um, I've made my peace with that. Oh, see, <laughs> oh, I just noticed I got you that shirt. Yeah. So, so dear listener, because, you know, obviously, uh, Fright School podcasts are very uh, visual. Are a visual medium. medium. Uh, but no, Cody's wearing a shirt that says, When in Doubt, Double Tap, that I got for him at Midsummer Scream. Uh, so yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta believe in those rules of Zombieland. Anyways, Joe, sorry. So uh, yeah. No, I, so, so I always like to think about like, okay, well, do I have any, do I have any significance in um, a zombie apocalypse? And it's interesting that, you know, as Joshua brought up, it's like the fact that you have like a family it's like, well, there's a, there's a very clear reason to like do whatever you can to survive. Cause it's not just to keep your, family alive but it's to keep yourself alive for your family and which is you know again when you go back to the walking dead that's the whole thing with rick right like rick's whole thing is to get back to laurie and to get to see his family survive and then and that's at like the heart of his story so 
yeah, I, it's interesting. And it's interesting too. Cause like I could see you not, I could see someone with a family not liking zombie movies <laughs> because of exactly that. Like they don't want to think of the worst, but again, like you, you like us, me and Joshua, like think about horror in a different way where it's like, Oh yeah. 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 I was going to ask that. I was going to ask if they read, you know, since you were a kid kind of like, you know, thinking about these things, do they resonate different now that you have like a wife and have kids and have a family? Do you do go back and watch the movies and think things, think of different things now? Do you see them in in a different light or do you still kind of think of them the same way? My approach is different. Like I've all, I used to always say, like I was just telling him a story the other day when I was I was with my ex years ago, and we were walking down the street holding hands, and some random guy came out of like a, a back alleyway, and he was just like, Aah! like I, I don't know if he was on drugs or what, but I let go of her hand and I took off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but good. I, I told her, and I've told everybody, like my mom, everyone, I'm like if you keep up with me or I'm going to leave you. Like, I'm not going to risk dying because you did something stupid. So, um, yeah, my approach is a little bit different now. Now I'm like, well, like if I can save you without putting myself in harm's way, then I'm definitely going to do it. Like I I can't just take off. And now I got to analyze it. I'm like, okay, I can get to you and save you. But if I think I'm going to die saving you, then why should we all die? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Cody, he's got plenty. He's got lots of guns and uh, barrels of food. He's he's prepped. He's ready for the zombie apocalypse should it happen. Um, so besides the film we're going to talk about today and like Train to Busan, are there other zombie movies that you really that, uh, you know, like uh, you think that Joe should see? Uh, you've already seen Zombieland. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Train, Train to Busan is probably like the one that gets me the most because it's just like they're trapped with them and it's yeah it's a little hitchcockian where they're all kind of stuck in one place you know on this train that that one gets me the most because it's like when i'm at if i'm out and on the streets and live around my house or anything like that and it happens it's like i have a lot of options but that the train to busan is it's it's kind of scary it's like oh what would i do in this situation so uh that and then zombie land is probably one of the most watched ones i've ever watched i've seen it so many times but oh and um dawn of the dead that was really good uh the remake yeah yeah from the 2004 yeah i'm I'm more of a new newer movies i'm not a big fan of old movies like i'll watch them like the real old zombie movies where it's just like horrible editing and (laughs) they don't call them zombies well, because I was like, oh, we're going to watch Friday the 13th. He's like, the new one? I'm like, or, you know, the remake? I'm like, no, we're going to watch the one from 1980. He's like, okay. I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, well, I'm going to finish it. But, you know. Cody, okay. welcome to my life. Because it's yeah. like, oh, I, I had to, I had to like, I was, I was doing this show for a year before I got to watch anything from this century. Um, <laughs> true, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. the first, uh, yeah, because we ended with, uh, well, Saw was from 2001 or something, but that's true. The, the, the first season was like mostly films from 1930 to 1996, right? Before, uh, uh Scream, yeah. Scream was the last one from the 90s, and then we did Saw, but yeah, that's yeah. true. You guys have done a lot of movies that I had to like look up. Like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, your your brother has made me watch some crazy stuff. Um, and that whole first season, I was... 172 movies? 172 <laughs> movies, yeah. It's so funny because like, I, I was expecting the first season of Fright School to be like really scarring, and it wasn't. It's the subsequent episodes because it's like, well, I lived through The Exorcist. I could live through you know, inside or dumplings or, you know, I could live through this. Um, and, uh, I guess I'm still doing it. So <laughs> yes, uh, I, you are. And you're we need to do today. I, I'm glad we're doing a zombie movie because I, I we're kind of overdue. So I really, those are really fun for me to watch too. They're, they're the kind of the horror that's like part action. That's the other thing too. It's like, it's part action movie, part horror movie as well. So I was yeah. glad we could watch this one again. Totally. All right. Well, with that, then we will take a really short break, uh, dear listener, and we will be back to discuss 28 weeks later. 
from 2007. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, ugh, the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi-oh! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. All right, welcome back. So, yes, today we are talking about 28 Weeks Later from 2007. We This is a follow-up episode from... Man, our second or third season, with uh, we had Laura on to talk about 28 Days Later. So uh, it's taken us a few years, but we are finally here to discuss 28 Weeks Later. Uh, post-apocalyptic horror film. We've got uh, Juan Carlos Fresnadillo uh, directing, uh, who co-wrote with Rowan Yoffe. Uh, we got Rose Byrne, Jeremy Renner. We got Idris Elba. We've got Imogen Poots. I love her name. That's delightful. <laughs> you gotta love an Imogen Poots. Yeah, we got all sorts of folks on it. So, uh, as a way of introduction, I really like this uh, from the Focus Plague View. Twenty eight weeks later. So the follow-up film to 28 Days Later, it is less fondly remembered than its predecessor, though it does many things just as well. Um. I like this. Uh, 28 Weeks Later opens with one of the greatest horror scenes ever, a strength that will prove difficult to live up to for the rest of the film. A small band of survivors are barricaded inside a country home, trying to be as quiet as possible and make the best of a terrible situation by gathering for a meal, a sense of normalcy in a world turned upside down. But this is not fit to last. The arrival of a young boy from a nearby village presents a chaotic antidote to this relative tranquility for uh, what he was running from will surely catch up to him. And that is sort of the events that kick up, kick off the film. So Joe, as always, we'll start with you. What did, what did you think uh, of watching 28 weeks later? And uh, you know, as it compares to 28 days later, maybe just add a little bit. I, I liked it because it's, I like it because it takes place in the same world. Um, I think this is one of the, this is definitely one of the cool examples that you can have something exist in the same world, but have a completely different story um, and completely different characters. Um, Not so much an anthology because what, this is 2007, right? So they're not really thinking about it in that, in that way. They just wanted to continue the franchise. Definitely. I I feel like a sequel as a follow-up. Yeah, so I I like that a lot. Um, but otherwise, I mean, like, I thought it was also some really cool... Um, I, I always love um, in zombie movies when they do a little twist, right? So the twist with 28 Days Later is that the zombies are fast, right? Or the right. infected, I think is what we called them, right? The, yeah. the infected right. are really fast. Um, and I think with this is that, like, oh, the twist is what if there's a cure? <laughs> What if there's someone who could be potentially the cure? And I, that's yeah. something immune. that's, you know, what does immunity it, mean? Yeah, exactly. What does immunity mean? Um, you know, we're talking about that a lot. Um, I think, uh, I think that this, um, uh, this movie holds up a lot <laughs> to our current time. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought this was a really good pick. Yeah. You'd watch it again. Oh, absolutely. Um, I watch it. I mean, if they want to make 28 months later, if they want to like wait to do 28 years later, like that would be, I think that would be interesting. Cause we, I mean, it's not that far away right? Uh, to have 28 years later from the original. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, that's we, only 2002. We, we so yeah. 2030. Yeah. It, it's in sight, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, as we talked about on the last episode that we are, you know, 20 years away from, Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> Stop. Dealing Stop with it. our mortality. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's, it, it is very prescient, you know, when you're talking about a world that is dealing with a global pandemic and, you know, we thought we had it handled. 
and uh, uh, especially Americans, you know, it's very interesting to have, even though I know this is set in, in, in England, but, you know, NATO forces come in and then like the American, you know, army has come in to like ensure that everything's going to be fine. It's like, yeah, we've set up a safe zone and then it quickly collapses, I, I think is uh, a bit, a bit prescient. Uh, but to um, top over to Cody. So, you know, this was a, a film that you had chosen. Why? What is it about this movie that you like? Uh, I, I like the way it's filmed a lot. Mm-hmm. The the music in it. Yeah, is, oh, the soundtrack is, is great. Perfect. Uh, it's kind of it. It almost seems kind of like what might actually happen in something like that. Like they block off a certain area, and then they've got the military everywhere blocking it, and then but. I feel like they would have probably like once they had everybody contained, they would have probably nuked everything else. Um, but just the way it's, it's filmed is really good. And then you you mentioned having like the same universe but like different um, feel to it. Like the, the vibe from twenty eight days later to twenty eight weeks later, it's almost like twenty eight days later is like a has more of a deeper meaning. And then like twenty eight weeks later is more like a movie for someone like me where I just want to see action. And it's like that when the action hits in 28 weeks later, it's like very intense. And I, I like, like, like the beginning when the, when the zombies first attack, it's like, just <laughs> right. It happens <laughs> fast. Yeah. yeah. And then they're all just like scattering. They don't know what to do. They're not prepared for it. Uh, and then the same exact thing when he gets infected from Alice, it's like, it's just, really really fast and everybody yeah panics. don the, yeah don which we realized we paused it and his name is donald harris which we thought was kind of cool I that's never, that's I've my brother's that before. since that's his actual last name we have different last names because we have different dads as it as as it goes let's not get into family therapy here <laughs> i'm not qualified yeah. yeah don uh yeah don getting infected from alice his wife who he had thought had died at the beginning uh, but we find out that she actually may, she's like immune, at least to, she's a carrier. She's an asymptomatic carrier. Yes. Asymptomatic carrier is that's become a word. Uh, we've all, uh, you know, a, 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 a noun she, I'm familiar with. You see Joshua, she has the virus, but she's not showing any symptoms of the virus, but she still could mess someone up. Yeah, but no, that's very true. It's kind of like 28 days later and 28 weeks later, they have the alien aliens thing going on, you know, where alien is this very um, um, atmospheric. Yeah, very atmospheric, but also insular. You know, it's just it's just happening on this ship to these few people. And then aliens takes it into this much bigger world, you know, and, and brings in the military. And it's, you know, an action film, whereas alien is this sort of like, treatise on you know well one not listening to the woman you know so it's like you know nobody breaking quarantine and what happens when you break quarantine corpus right and so in the end it's just her and her cat as it should be uh (laughs) but aliens you know is more of like this action film and kind of brings in this military element and it's all about blowing stuff up and the aliens are kind of out of control and you know, so I, I think that, yeah, that's that's actually a very good point, that it's more of an action film. Uh, there is action in 28 Days Later, but it is far more this, you're kind of following this one guy's experience, you know, sort of as he meets people. Well, yeah, because there's that whole, I mean, when Killian Murphy wakes up, you know, it, he, like, everything is gone. Like, he doesn't, it's not until, you know. Yeah, he has no idea what's happening. Yeah, you're a quarter of the way through the movie before you realize that, like, right. you know, there's stuff that's happening. Yeah. Very much like the walking dead, which I actually think the walking dead comic predates 28 days later. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think by maybe a year or so, but regardless, yeah, but that's a good point. Like walking dead with Rick waking up in the hospital and not really knowing that this event has happened. Um, do we think that, uh, the, do we think that, um, Catherine McCormick character, Alice, do we think that that's a comp that's, that's a reference to Resident Evil at all? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't know if that's meant to be a reference or not. Okay. Because I mean, like, I mean, I get it because like Alice go down the rabbit hole, you know, to Wonderland, all of that stuff. 
but I feel like it's just because at this time, 2007, we ought, we do have, I think resident evil has come out by this time with oh, yeah, Mila yeah. Jovovich. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you know, definitely the video games have been out. So it just seems interesting. Yeah, I think that, I was a freshman like, or a sophomore when the first film came out. So yeah, definitely. We had that in pop culture. Yeah. I so, never thought that. Yeah, I was just, I'm just like, um, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I, I wonder if that was a thing. But I mean, again, like you can't, uh, like with maybe referencing The Walking Dead um, in 28 Days Later, you, you can't not, you know, they all kind of fall in. It, this is kind of how you, uh, one lends credibility to the other. This is how you, you know, that's just for yeah. the zombie fans. Right. <laughs> the, the conversation happening. Yeah. Um, so we did, we kind of were watching it and talking about some of like the realities of like, which I think we've talked about before on the show with like, um, you know, like in this film at the beginning, it's like, they're like, okay, we waited for the infected to sort of starve or like decay. And now we're setting up these safe spots Um, but you know, it always brings up the same questions we were talking about, like, you know, all these zombie bodies are like rotting, like where are all the bugs, Mm -hmm. you know, where are all of the, you know, um, like how long do you, would, would a zombie apocalypse really last? Um, but again, Cody brought up a good point because you were saying they're not really like dead zombies. They're just infected. So also like that, that brings point, like if they're not zombie zombies, they're just infected with this rage virus wouldn't they have died of dehydration after just like a couple weeks right yeah like how long would it take for them in 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 a real world situation to actually die off yeah pretty pretty fast yeah pretty quickly um i mean unless something in the rage virus is like you know keeping them constantly hydrated (laughs) or telling something that tells them to drink water and eat eat (laughs) out of garbage if need be (laughs) I yeah, guess. yeah, it's to keep them alive. There's no one around here. I'm gonna eat this apple. But I always <laughs> kind of thought when I watch zombie movies, like I always kind of think about that. Like that's the issue with like The Walking Dead is because they're clearly dead. You know, they walk around. They're like partial, like skeletonized, or you know, they they definitely seem to be dead bodies who have reanimated by some virus or some other. I stopped watching The Walking Dead a long time ago. Um, so I'm not sure if they've yet answered the question of the, you know, cause in the very first season you, they get to the CDC and there's like, you know, a thing whispered, but we never know exactly what it is. Uh, so, but still like, if you have all these bodies walking around, like insects alone would take them, you know, they would eat them. So it's like, if we just kind of hung out, you know, hunker down with a few bottles of wine and some food, you know what I mean? You could probably wait for the zombies to all die, which is kind of what this starts with is that is the idea. However, because this woman has some sort of. She's got magic spit. Like she's. Right. Oh, well, I wrote that down, but I mean, but regardless, she's, you know, some sort of immunity or she's carrying the virus. But yeah, I wrote this, that this is the problem, you know, straight people, you know, if you (laughs) come in to give her a kiss, you know, (laughs) don't don't, don't put me in there. I would not have kissed her. (laughs) I just, you know, they didn't know. I mean, I would have told him one, he had way too, she should have been under major lockdown. He should not have had access. That made no sense to me. Like yeah, sure, it's like the dude no just story. wanders in there. Um, yeah. Not a single person in sight. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I would have had her under lock and fucking key, four or five of them. You know, because you know, like she's something's going on with her. She, not, she shouldn't be just open to you know. But then we wouldn't have a film. <laughs> I mean, is it is it more about like? like him wanting to kiss her or is it more about like, this is what happened. This is why guilt is bad. Like you should just be a complete, like, you know, you should just be, have no guilt whatsoever. Cause he's asking her for forgiveness, right? Like from, because he, for leaving, basically choosing himself and doing what Cody did and like, you know, leaving, <laughs> leaving one him. Of my, one of my rules, like with zombie land, like they have their rules. One of my main rules is just, to, you gotta be ruthless to survive. You can't have feelings in that situation. No, it's true. I've said that before. I, I think that like zombie movies, like if I'm in a zombie movie, I'm kind of fascistic. Like, you know, I've always said, and we've talked about this before. So sorry, dear listener. But, um, you know, if I was in The Walking Dead, I would have shot Merle right away. Mm-hmm. 
Like there's no space for you. Like if you want to come here and be like, oh, I hate black people and women, you got to die. Like we don't need that in the new world, you know? And so in the kind of the same way you do, you, there is, I think there is a ruthlessness to, to it. Like people have to make choices and, you know, regardless of, you know, I, I mean, not to sound heartless, but it's like, you know, you, yes, you may love each other intently, but they were separate. I mean, it was not his fault. What was he going to do? You know, run into the zombies and be eaten alive. Like, yeah. you know, and we have that conversation, like Jeffrey and I have talked about that, you know, Sam Squanch, cause he's like, you know, would you shoot me if I, you know, in a zombie, I'm like, if you're a zombie, yes, dear, do you really want to eat me? And I don't want to eat you. Shoot me. It's fine. I, I forgive that. You know, it's perfectly fine. Go on and survive. Although, I mean, he couldn't survive without me anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know how he's doing. You know, it's really funny. He keeps texting me because it's been a really long time since we've traveled apart. So uh, because I'm traveling on, you know, by myself, he's having to watch the cats. And so he's learning all these things about them that he didn't know. Um, so he keeps texting like their names, <laughs> right? Their names. Uh, but he texts me. He's like, you know, they seem to, because we have two litter boxes. He's like, they seem to use one litter box for the one thing and the other litter box for the other thing. I'm like, uh-huh. This was news to him. I'm like, yeah. So I don't know how he's living. I don't know what he's eating. I assume he's like, you know, just picking up, you know, taco truck burritos every night. And I- I was going to send him a casserole. I was going to check in on him. And be like, do you need, do you need like, do you need someone to bring you like, uh, like green vegetables? And yeah, I made a stew here and I sent, I sent him a picture of it, you know, so he could like look at it and pretend that's what he had for dinner. <laughs> Would you like me to come over there and like, you know, uh, issue a veiled threat that I'm going to kill you for the insurance money? Cause I'm sure you, <laughs> Yes, give me all the money. Um, all right, that's enough of that. I don't need this on uh, recorded because that, that may cause problems at the trial. Um, so a question that we did have that I'm curious about. So in, in one way, this film is kind of like, even though it's a zombie movie, there's moments of it that are kind of like The Shining, you know, where the father, once he gets infected, he doesn't behave the way that other zombie the other zombies do. You know, he... Uh, seems more intelligent and he like is hunting for his children. Uh, you know, he like shows up. He's like, you know, more intelligent. I'm curious what our thoughts are on that. He's standing off in the corner watching them. Whereas most zombies, most of the infected would just charge. It's like, I wish they would have like kind of poked at that a little bit more, but like I looked it up and some people were saying that they think it's because it's a watered down version of the virus. Cause he got it through like a kiss and not through saliva. Fight. Yeah. That, that could have had something to do with it, but that still doesn't fully, like, make sense. It's, I wish I'd have kind of poked at that a little bit more. Like, I I really like that mm-hmm. explanation, though, Cody, because, like, the if the more virus you have, the more of your humanity, quote-unquote, leaves you, whereas, like, he gets it by a kiss, so he can still reason and think, but that makes him more dangerous. Right. Um, y'all, what we have here is like what don represents is like he's the delta variant of like this <laughs> virus right no, because because totally. yeah. he goes into that waiting room and then like you know he's like it spreads really fast right and then all of a sudden you have like this huge outbreak like the delta variant like you know he's evolving like the delta variant like this is basically what you know they were writing the story of the coronavirus way before anything happened. <laughs> um, well, again, I mean, zombie films do sort of speak to that. You know, they do sort of speak to our, like, fears of mass, like, the plague, of uh, the Spanish flu, you know, things like that. But uh, along with, you know, as we've talked about before, I think with the, um, when, like, Republican, what is it? When when Republicans are in charge, zombies are more popular? So when, when Republicans, when Republicans are in power... Um, when Republicans are in power, zombies are popular. And when Democrats are in power politically, vampires are more popular. And it's because like, it's because like, you know, Republicans, conservative folks, quote unquote, like, you know, the horde mentality, they're coming for you, coming for your property, coming like they, it can be, that can also be translated to some things they've said about like immigrants and, right. um, and so on and so forth. And then the reverse is true. Cause like with, or the reverse, which is like 
vampires are more popular, it's because, you know, they're like what typically wealthy, preying on the less preying on those less fortunate, playing on preying on those who, you know, have nothing. They're not preying on the the, the strong and powerful, they're playing on the weak. Um, and so you have like <laughs> they're both metaphors for the other. Just like an actual uh, statistic, right. these are actually like more popular. Well, Bush was president when this film came out, and when uh, Twenty Eight Days Later came out, right, two thousand three. Yeah, wow. and then when and the uh, uh, Walking Dead came out during the Obama administration, um, and so that's the other thing too. As you see, like a rise in one thing, the other politics go uh, kind of follows as well too. So. And I, I think, like, um, I, I, I want to say... correlation, but there yeah, yeah, yeah. is... Yeah, you can track it through you can, the, Yeah, because I think, what, Obama ha- Obama got elected, Twilight was really popular. And yeah. so you have, like... And again, like, again, everything is cyclical. There are no new ideas. <laughs> there are no new ideas, but it's, it's something to be said about... Um, something to be said about, like, the... Uh, just like the, the, this is the things that we talk about, right? Joshua is like the social stuff. And so it's always cool to find out like when a particular zombie or um, zombie or uh, vampire movie is really popular. Like what true blood, true blood was popular all through the Obama administration. Yeah. Right. And that was like, that was like the it television that you have to, it was the Game of Thrones of, of the time. Yeah, I think to some extent, and it was dealing with the, like, I mean, True Blood is a whole metaphor for like gay rights, women's rights, uh, the rights of, you know, uh, black, brown, you know, indigenous, other people of color, you know, I mean, it's a whole conversation about, uh, yeah, yeah, the other and and they're the normal like the normalization of of, of their experience so yeah. yeah um yeah i just i i just really thought it was interesting how the father uh his character was sort of well like you said with this like watered down version of the virus like he was so intent on like hunting down his kids and i'm wondering if it was like he had some pent up anger. Oh, right. Like why? What is the, yeah. What's the reflection there? Cause like I said, I wrote about the shining. I, I kind of thinking about, you know, Jack Torrance's anger with his family. So it's like, that's like, is it guilt playing out uh, for letting the mother go? Is it, you know, guilt for, I don't, for whatever reason, he and the children, you know, the mother and uh, you know, Don and Alice were separated from their children. Uh, you know, I don't know. Is it just that he wants to, um, he just wants their, he just wants to be with them at all costs. And so that in now means that he has to turn them also, or he just can't control the impulse. Um, yeah. That That's an interesting thing to think about um, I'll, next time I rewatch it. Um, yeah. yeah. I just, I, yeah, I, I enjoy watching this movie. I, I like the, again, like aliens, this bigger, you know, sort of story being told. Uh, I also think it's very interesting when we, we think about 2007, you know, so we're, uh, what, six years? No, the Iraq war started in 2003. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In three, so four years into the Iraq war, uh, you know, so you're watching a film that's about sort of like this chaos that's happened in Europe, uh, you know, in England, and you, you have this massive American, pre- you know, military presence who are like, no, we've got this under control. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, and it quickly spirals out of control. <laughs> and then by the end of it, not only is it out of control, but it spreads. It spreads to France and, you know, possibly beyond because the little boy who's carrying uh, the the rage virus, although he's not, again, experiencing this, you know, symptoms of it, but he, he's able to spread it. So I don't know. I just think it's a very interesting thought experiment on the uh, legitimacy of of American interventionism in the catastrophes of other countries. <laughs> and as, in this essay, I will. Is yeah, what that in sounds this like essay, I will. Uh, as I hope one of my future students uh, will, will speak on, will write upon. <laughs> um, I think this movie just shows that quarantines work. <laughs> Um, and you know, if, I don't know uh, about, that. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, there was it was starting to get calm, and then you know things happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Alice was wearing a mask, not to get all political on you, but if Alice was wearing a mask, Alice had a mask on. She just had a mask on. He wouldn't have been um, able to kiss her, and then it had all been fine. Yeah. Also, like, also, can we talk about like just the the the, the toward? I mean, I'm, we're skipping a lot, but like the end of the film where they're like you know limping. <laughs> limping i think it's jeremy renner right he's the one who's hurt jeremy renner's hurt and he's just you know hawkeye's all hurt and limping and it's like i would have just like left him i mean i know at that point you have a bond and you know it's that kind of don't leave anybody behind but i think i mean i don't know cody are you with me i would have just left him he 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 could also do his part right and and stave off the the infected in that way by like be offering himself up but you know <laughs> going <out>. whatever yeah <laughs> i know yeah the other dude is like no we're gonna get you over we'll get you across the um the not the river what is it the uh they're going they're working hard to get across the channel the english channel yeah. the france mm-hmm. and it's just like what are we doing? We should be listening to um, to little uh, Rose Byrne, you know, like this dude, this kid is probably infected. It's going to, you know, if he touches anyone, they're going to get it. <laughs> Which then that is what happens over the credits scene is the, you know, emergency like, well, we're fucked. 28 days after he lands in France, he, you know, all of Europe is on fire with the rage virus. Fucking kids. Yeah, that was the best thing. <laughs> that was the biggest thing. Like, like, before having kids, I was like, I don't, ever, I don't want kids with us in the zombie apocalypse. They always mess everything up. Like, there's a scene in The Walking Dead where they're walking through the crowd with, like, the, the guts and stuff on them, and the kid starts to freak out and panic, and then they're all, like, they all, like, merge on them. So I'm like, damn, kids. It's like, I got to start prepping my kids now. <laughs> <laughs> Which he has. They're fine. I mean, I, the two-year-old, he loaded a clip, fired it, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Magazine clip. AK, what is it? AR-15? AR-15s? I was going to say, are you going to say Kalishnikov? Because that's, like, not... <laughs> I don't know shit about guns, but Cody knows plenty. So if, if the uh, zombie apocalypse happens, Joe, we're going to hop in the car and, you know... We're going to drive to fucking Ohio? Okay. Yeah. Where he will shoot all the zombies, and it will all be fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if if it's going to happen, it should happen now while you're there, right? So that way you don't have to cross. <laughs> I mean, you know, fuck my drag, leave me behind. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your drags. Yeah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we'll just get them. You know, when they start getting a little older, I mean, yeah, you can get them an airsoft gun, but you know, we'll start off. We'll do like a Nerf gun. And there we'll get you the ones that... Oh, he already, yeah, he already threatened me with one of them. Teaching a, teach a double tap on a Nerf gun. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, he smacked me in the forehead with one. With a sword. With a sword. His little sword. Well, I mean, you look so... You look like the undead, Joshua. Like, it makes sense that... <laughs> he's like, no! It's working. Yeah. It's all right. Oh, Lord. Oh, all right. 28 weeks later delightful film i do hope we get 28 months later one day there is a lot of dispute the people you know between the rights holders writers directors all kind of nonsense you know as usual it's like we don't care about that motherfuckers just make the damn film you know like we didn't ask for your drama just Just give jason blum the rights already (laughs) right exactly well yeah that's what we were talking about last night because he's like well what's keeping anybody from making it it's like oh rights so, you know, hopefully they will, because I do like the idea of exploring other, just like with The Walking Dead, it's like, I enjoy, you know, that we're talking about an American apocalypse. I think that's fascinating. And then when they did Fear of the Walking Dead, kind of showing the beginnings of the apocalypse. But I'm curious about how other countries handled it. What, you know, what what else is going on? What's, you know, I want to explore other parts of the world. So, you know, in these films, it does seem in the first and the second one that this has been exclusive to Britain, you know, that whatever is yeah. going on is, is a British problem. Uh, so much of the, uh, you know, American government has decided to inter, you know, intervene and, you know, help NATO or whatever, you know, control this thing. So what's it look like? 
you know, if it explodes out, I, w- I want to see, I, I want to see 28 months later. I, so. I, I want to see like, well, like, has there ever been a movie where there's a zombie apocalypse in like a third world country? Like, mm. I'm Just sure the there chaos are of films. That. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are films, you know, about, I mean, it, district nine is set in Africa, right? Apartheid. It's like a part. Yeah, but it's not, it's not zombies. That's aliens. Right. But it is examining like what that looks like. And, you know, so you're right. It's not, it's not exactly the same, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there are other zombie films that, you know, um, foreign film, you know, are, are exploring. So I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Find them. You know, um, Cody, have you heard of the film, the cured? Mm-hmm. From like 2017. Yeah. Joshua, you've heard of The Cured, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that. I I enjoyed that because it deals with, um, so it's like about what happens if, you know, you have a zombie apocalypse and we're able to cure them, but they like ate your neighbor or they ate your kid. Like, how do you deal with them reintegrating into society? Yeah. Oh, it was fascinating. Um, You don't ever see that. Yeah. Because Elliot Page is in it. Uh, I think, right? Yes. Um, because I think it's Elliot Page's, um, uh, they play the character Abby and Abby's brother is cured and comes back, but it, they're dealing with like the stress. Cause I think they also, um, I think they also remember everything, right? So it's like yeah, part of it, yeah, is that they remember doing it. Yeah. So how do you reintegrate into society if you've been cured? So yeah, we'll yeah. have to do that movie sometime. If you ate your grandma or something. Yeah. How do you deal with the guilt of that? Or how do you reconcile? You know? Or like you ate your wife. Can you imagine like being <laughs> cured and not remembering that you like ate your whole family? No, that that's yeah, it's PTSD right there. Yeah. Okay, so now here's your homework. Joshua, now you have to find it. Y'all can watch it together. <laughs> Record yeah. it, and we will put it on the next episode. <laughs> Delightful. Oh, this was super fun. I, I'm glad we got to do this. Uh, I'm glad I got to watch with you, Cody, you know, to uh, do something that's, uh, as we've discussed a lot on the show, you know, one of our few family traditions is horror. Uh, so it was nice to be here, you know, during the, you know, the, the week that would have been our mom's birthday, you know, it was kind of cool uh, to celebrate with some horror. Does that make you feel good? Yeah, I think it was cool getting everybody together, on, especially on our birthday. It was cool how it worked out. Yeah. And then what, what was the movie we were supposed to watch when I fell asleep when I was in California? What movie were we going to discuss? I, we were going to discuss It. Oh, really? Yeah, but you fell asleep. <laughs> that was long. Yeah, that's one of the lost episodes of Fright School is we had planned because we went to see it in the, uh, in, the uh, theater. in the theater. But the problem is, is like, you know, it's one thing to come from California to Ohio because you're like kind of three hours behind. So I've been like awake till like 12, one o'clock every night. But, you know, to come here, it's like you you are to come to California. There was a few nights where it's like seven, eight o'clock. You guys are dead asleep because it, 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 it feels hard. like it's. You know, 10, 11 o'clock. <laughs> I also don't remember, like, anybody that was at the movie with us. Yeah, no, that's true. And we had a house full of people, and you got you just slept through it. You're like, eh, I'm going to bed. Because I banged on your door, tried to wake you up, and you're like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> that edible you gave me. Uh, <laughs> you know what? If you can't handle your drugs, then whatever. Whatever. <laughs> What is it that transviolet? Like, out of all the drugs in California, you're the one that fucks me up the most. There you go. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just looking. I'm looking at the two of you because there is a family resemblance. Very like it's in it's your eyes. It's more between us. If you saw my other brother Jason, you'd see it more between us. You guys take after mom. Yeah, yeah. We definitely both of us take after more after our mother. Cody takes more after his sperm donor. But like from the from the from the nose up, it looks right. you you guys like you have like the same kind of oh, cheekbones and yeah yeah yeah. This yeah. is thrilling for our. You also have really dark eyes. Mine are like green. Yeah, no, it's true. oh yeah. There's well, some... you know that's because he's the son of Satan. So you know his his black soulless eyes. His original name should have stuck. Or yeah, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> it was, my mom, mom was talked out of it. Is what it is. All right. Well, this was uh, freaking delightful. Little trip down uh, Mammary Lane. Uh, Cody, thank you for being on. Uh, Thanks for having me. 
I'm glad that you uh, could, could uh, spare the time. He knocked out his children so that they could. No, that's not true. With <laughs> Don't put that out there. Right. I know somebody on on uh, Facebook because I, I said when I got on the plane, my first plane ride, I walked up and of course there's like a screaming infant in my row. Like I'm in seat A, she's in seat C. This woman with her kid. And my friend was like, just give it some whiskey. It'll fall right asleep. I'm like, don't tempt me. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. It was actually really nice. The kid was perfectly well behaved. It screamed, you know, at the beginning. But then once the plane took off, it was fine. And she was really sweet. We chatted a lot throughout the plane ride. She was super cool. So, hey, there you go. Sometimes kids are all right. Sometimes. Uh, Joe, as always, I adore you. Thank you for... Uh, you know, putting up with this nonsense. This is great. Now, now you're going to have to, now you're, what, what this does is that now you're going to make me bring one of my siblings on. Oh, um, I would love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's get your sister, Adele. Adela. Uh, Adela. Yeah. We, we're, oh my God. She doesn't like horror. So we, it'll know. be like even more, more fright school, but we'll have yeah, to. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll have to pose that to her. <laughs> All right. And dear listener, as always, please, if you enjoy what you hear, like us, rate us, uh, make sure you're subscribed, share us with your friends, especially the ones who don't like horror. We delight in terrorizing people uh, and bringing them to the dark side. Uh, Cody, again, thank you for being here, for existing um, and for, uh, you know, your spirit of forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Joe, yes. Joe, sleep well. (laughs) Good night. Dream of zombies. Dream of zombies. Those are the best dreams. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davey Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.